And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rob United Podcast and another win. Two home wins on the bounce. Uh, this time a 3-1 victory to rudderless and limpless and any other word you can find to describe QPR at the minute, unfortunately, for them. Um, eight points clear of the relegation zone, up to 18th and maybe a net 17th, depending on Reading's point deduction. 40 points. Yeah. It's just un- it's un- unheard of for this crazy, daft football club. Um, played to cover from a 3-1 victory, uh, and we will do so over the next hour or so. To start with, it's just me and Mick. How are you doing, Mick? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good, thank you. I'm, sh- I'm afraid that uh, people are very disappointed. just have to listen to me moan all the time, aren't they? But I'm sure somebody will join us at some stage. Yeah, hopefully they're with us shortly, and Kev should be with us about half an hour into the show or so. so. Won't just be our voices you have to put up with for the next hour or so. Um, doing Carwell's with us. Thank you. It says a good evening, you guys. What performance? All positives. No Mick rant. There might be a Mick rant. Um, <laughs> John Hensby. Hello, everybody. Doesn't a win just boost your whole weekend? Yeah, it does. Uh, Powermad UK says good evening, Mr. Bond. Uh, Sarah Ogden's with us. Phil Rawlinson, Scott Grinny, Basler, Jamie, Josh Cliff, Loads be with us. Carl Scott says, evening, everybody, except Darren Bond. Yeah. Um, Shelley says, eight-point gap, as, De- as Del Boy says, lovely jubbly. Correct. Loads of people with us at the moment. Michael Carnell says, good evening, and he got the score prediction correct on the podcast. <clears throat> Thank you. Very well done. So we should also give a shout-out to Simon Thorne, who we saw walk into the ground and told us it would be 3-1 as well. Um, so very well done. Jalen Simpson's with us, Russ is with us, Harvey Kelwick, Sean Green, Tobias is with us as well, and Chris Tether as well. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, just, we'll go into obviously the more, the technicals of it and the, the more detail of it later on, Mick, but I suppose Jalen Simpson asked the question, 
do you believe we are surviving yet? <clears throat> game by game, point by point, we're getting closer. How, how positive are you on the overall survival picture? It's in our own hands, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I, I guess it always has been in our in our own hands. But as we as we sit now, we've given ourselves an unbelievable opportunity to uh, to to stay in this division and play championship football next season. Honestly, I I think we've done enough. Um, I think well, we will do enough um, to uh, to to stay to stay up. Um, I, well, what else can I say? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We're staying up. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did a research early and 45 points is the average. Um, there have been instance, instances, I think Peter will hold the record for going down on 54 points. I, I can't, if you look at the bottom three now, that's that's like 50, what, it's what, 14 extra points? 13 extra points from where they are at the minute? That's it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, it's a lot because it's more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's almost yeah. 23 points, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, exactly 23 points. So, yeah. So, and that with some of them down there have got 15 games. Most have got, but sorry, most have got 13 games. Some have got 12. So, one of them could go ridiculous. One of them. The other ones, I can't, I can't, I just can't see. With the position we're in, Mick, we're 18th. The six teams below us, it would require four of those teams, at least four of those teams, to have better finishes to the season than us. I just feel like that's unlikely, really unlikely. Yeah, I do. And and, and the reality is, if we can hit that magic fifty points, I think that's going to be enough. Um, and and the other, the, the certainly the bottom three at the moment are going to have to, they're going to have to accumulate eighteen or nineteen points out of eleven games. And that's that's more than half of, half of what they've accumulated so far this season. You know, it's it's a massive ask, and we know it's a massive ask because we've been there mm. um, on too many occasions, unfortunately. So um, we've given ourselves every every possible chance now, haven't we? Um, and, and we've got three more games coming up here, each of which are, are, are eminently winnable. Mm. Yeah, they are. T- ten points for certainty. Probably only need six. Probably only need six in the end. But I think yeah. I think we'll still probably get more than that yeah. um, in the end. Sam Henson says, QPR were dreadful. <laughs> Wish we could play them every week. Yeah, let's just touch on QPR before we sort of delve into the, how good we were. Um, there we had moments of quality. I mean, they were few and far between, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, Victor pulled off, had to pull off a really, really good save in the first half. But every time they did something good, I always felt like it was just us being sloppy and us being a little mm. bit careless and leaving a bit too much space here and there. Um, for them, they're lucky that the bottom three are as bad as they have been because they are dreadful. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're bang out of form, aren't they? Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you look back at the Swansea game, mistake from us that, that cost us a goal. You look back at the Sunderland game, mistake for us that cost us a goal. Um you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, excellent football from the opposition. Um, it was us that allowed them that uh, that time and space to to, to score. So, um, and, and again, obviously, we gave them gave away the penalty on uh, on Saturday. So, you know, we, we are our own worst enemies in that respect. However, however, um, it's another game where we've been the better side, probably for the whole of the game. You know. Mm. Um, 
uh, we did this last time when we were up here. We were the better side for good parts of, of, of the majority of games, probably during the season, you know. Um, but we never took our chances and now we are. Um, when I say taking our, taking our chances to win the game, win games. So it's, um, it's, looking, it's looking very positive at the moment. But there is a caveat to that from my point of view. I think there's still a long, long way to go to to see this team achieving the potential that it's got. You know, I think there are still too many mistakes. There is we're still not we're still not there at the moment in terms of anywhere being close to a finished product. Mm. Um, and Matt Taylor's got still got a, a huge amount of work to do. However, the quality within the squad is. Is exceptional. Um, so he's working with some proper tools, and it? so it's now down to him to prove his ability. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. We may talk about maybe talk about him a little bit later on when we got a full house. Um, yeah, uh, Frank Miller says there's a tough April, tough looking April coming up. So these next fixtures are really important. Mm. Don't count your chickens just yet. However, point we may feel, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we can't get too well. I suppose as fans we can. Uh, but I'm sure Matt Taylor and the group are not, because uh, they seem basically very pretty level-headed. Um, they seem so. Um, I think you, what you do, you look at it and think we've got look, we've got 11 games to go, and we're realistic. We probably need eight or nine points, uh, ten at a maximum, really, to, to to get ourselves safe. Surely we can cobble nine points together from 11 games. You know, uh, well, as fans, yeah, as fans, you would expect that. Um, even if we were at the bottom, you'd probably still expect to get nine points out of your last 11 games there, give or take. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, I'm not getting I'm not getting ahead of myself by any stretch because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of work to be done. But um, we put ourselves in a fabulous position. Over the last 10 games, we have the best record of the bottom seven. I mean, mm. Anybody in the bottom seven that's got a better record. If you go to the last six, Cardiff do have a better record. Um but that's since their manager took over. And to be fair, Cardiff, they're, they're pulling away from the relegation zone as well. Credit where credit's due. I thought I thought Cardiff would sink into that relegation zone quite quickly, but they deserve a bit of a fair amount of credit to keep themselves where they uh, where they are, really. Mm. Um, we should yeah, point out that we took, took us above QPR, took us above Birmingham. Um, it will, if When Reading's point deduction gets confirmed, it will have taken us above Reading, I think, as well. So... Good, yeah. Pretty good Saturday afternoon. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. Um, Michael Allen says, "I hope if it, if it, I hope it does. I hope this doesn't happen. But if we lose a game, we drop our heads. Yeah, we do. But we'll talk. We'll come, out, come on to that later. To be honest with you, <laughs> let's talk about the main man from yesterday. No, he wasn't the main man, but he scored the goals. Uh, Jordan Hugel with his first two goals for the club. The first goal was the best of the four goals of the game. Obviously, two of them were penalties um, as well, but." This was just an all-round superb goal. You can either pick out Tarek Fossu's ball out to Chio, which was superb. You can look up Chio's pullback, which most fans, most players wouldn't have done. Most fans did, probably didn't see. And you can pick up Jordan Hugel's striker's movement to pull mm-hmm. back from the defenders to give himself acres and acres of space to just take his time and calmly uh, put the ball in. I mean, which one deserves most credit, mate? Because it was a superb goal. It was. I mean, ultimately, the, the, the ball from Tariq Fosu was just sublime. It was, I mean, he, he, he picked it up, turned, put, lifted his head up and just put it on a plate for Chio. Um, it's an absolute peach of a, a delivery. Um, 
the, the, probably the, the worst part about it was Gio's first touch, which which came off, came off his knee and, uh, and and just ran away in front of him. But it needn't have worried because the uh, the defender. I don't think I don't think the defenders realised yet what's happened. Um, you know they were that slow, um, and like you say, Hugo's movement is just it's fabulous. It's, it's excellent. Um, although I suppose you could argue it's also schoolboy defending as well, but. Um, you know, he's found his place and he's just, he's, he's, he's slotted it away as cool as you like, can't he? Uh, yeah. Excellent goal, a really, really well-worked goal. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, I can't pick which part, just the fact, probably, that, that he's broke his duck. Yeah. That, that must be such a... I, 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 I thought we talked to a striker, but I might have been Alfie. I can't mm. remember about, about going good games without scoring. Mm. And then... The, we've seen we, we've seen it with the very best in the world where you go you want to go on a run without scoring goals and you can see it can get a bit heavy. In fairness to Hugo, the credit I would give him is he never seemed like it, it got that going down. You know, his 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 performances have been pretty consistent since he came mm. in the door. Um and I think yesterday his overall game was as good as it's been. He's just having a couple of goals. Yeah, I mean he's never really had the opportunities, has he? No. Uh, before yesterday. We've never really created anything for him. Um, he's, but he's still, nevertheless, done done a job um, of, of creating havoc um, in the opposition defence. You know, he must be. He, he's one of those players that if you, if your team's playing against him, you absolutely can't stand him. Mm. You know, because he's just he's just he's everywhere. He's causing all sorts of problems. He's getting in defenders' heads. You know, he's he's tugging, he's pulling, he's pushing. He's getting tugged, pulled, and pushed just as much, probably mm. more. If, but that's my maybe me looking through my red and white glasses. Um, but yeah, he's, um, he's, he's he's a hell of a signing. He's a hell of a signing. He's a, he's a bit like Michael Smith on steroids, isn't he? Well, Shelley in the comments has put early days, but Hugo, is Hugo better than the striker who went down the road? He probably is, Mick. And it, it's Shelley's right. It's very very early days, and we saw what Michael Smith could do, but. Michael, I felt, I felt like in the championship, for Michael Smith to have a good game, he had to play at his very best. He had to mm. be at his pinnacle to, to have a good game in the championship. Whereas Hugo, this just seems to be, he looks comfortable. You know, he doesn't look like he's having the game of his life or yesterday. I, I think he's probably got another level, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. He just looks so comfortable at this level. I think he has got another level, and I think that's that I think that's absolutely key. Um with the best best will in the world. And the greatest respect to Smudge, I don't think he did. I think he he kind of peaked when he was with us. Um, I'm not. I've no idea what he's doing down the road. I don't really care to be honest. Uh, but I think he I think he peaked with us, um, and he struggled in the championship. Mm. Um, he, he didn't have that nasty streak, did he? No. Um, or that. It's not necessarily a nasty streak, but I, I think John Hugel absolutely loves getting in people's faces and winding them up. Don't he? he's, he's, he's right up his street, that. And I love that. I love that. I'm a, I'm a massive wind-up merchant myself, so I'm, I can well and truly, I can well and truly, um, you know, sort of relate to it. But this it, is it's, 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 tenacity. Yeah, you, that's a that's a good way of that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I describe it slightly differently, but. We can't use that word on here, but but yeah, tenacity, tenacious. That's what he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, Carl Scott, and I think this is key as well. Carl Scott says Hugo's getting better and better the fitter he gets. Mm. 
And I think that's key. You can tell he's getting. He played. Did he play? Well, he played almost all the game yesterday. I think that's the most minutes he's played in one game as well. Yeah. Um, which is key when we've got other players falling left, right, and centre. Um, it's really key that we're keeping those kind of him play him fit, which is massive, really. And he was captain as well. For, I think I think he said it was the first of his career has been captain. Yeah. Um, that brings on to a negative, Mick. Uh, Ollie Rathbone and Lee Peltier were both out. That's below. Um, Matt Taylor says he doesn't know if they're going to be fit for the next weekend. Mm. The quote is on the lines of if they couldn't deal with the three-day rest from Swansea to this one, how are they going to deal with next week? Bearing in mind it's three-game week, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, sorry. That's a blow. And the fair to Peltier, they're both as big a blow as each other because they've both been superb recently. Yeah, they have. They have. And it is a blow, but we can... I'm going to say we can replace them. We can replace Peltier. Uh, maybe not necessarily like for like, but we've got we've got enough depth there. Mm. I mean, Ollie Rathbone's obviously far more difficult to replace, isn't he? I don't think you would ever would, but we've got players that can step into the breach like Hakim Adolphin did yesterday. Um, and to be fair, I mean, get just obviously the caveat here with this is the quality of the opposition we, had, we played against yesterday. But did we really miss Ollie Rathbone? I don't think no. we did, did we? Um, maybe, maybe the manager's seen that um, and thought this is a decent game to rest him, give him a little bit of time. But uh, I, I understand he's going to see a specialist as well. So hopefully that's going to see the specialist say, can he play the rest of the season without causing himself permanent damage rather than, uh, you know, um, how long is he out for kind of thing. We'll have to wait and see, but we've got Jamie Lindsay as well, who came on and and, and did what Jamie Lindsay does, or arguably did what Ollie Rathbone does, you know. Mm. Um, so whilst it's a, whilst it's a blow, it's not it's not a disastrous blow, is it? No, it's not. No. Um, there's a few people. Uh, Sam Henson says Hugo will Hugo be suspended for the next match? Uh, no, he has uh, by America six yellow cards this season. Two for Norwich, two or three for Norwich, um, and obviously a few, a few for us as well. We've gone past the cutoff for ten, so I think he, I think he can get up to fifteen, but that would then be a three-game ban. I think it certainly wouldn't get. It, we've certainly gone past the, the ten. Even if we've got four more, he still wouldn't get suspension. Thankfully, mm. um, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Do you want to, uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about Mr. Bond before. Let's give it every when the other when. Danny and Kev come up to the chance to talk about actual football rather than Mr. Bond. Um, he didn't have a very good game, but we all know whose fault it is, don't we, Mick? Mine. It's your fault for booing him in the warm-up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, he has the, he, he's got the honour of being one of the second referee I've ever I've ever booed <laughs> in his warm-up. And obviously Trevor Kettle was the other one. Um, yeah, I don't I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the way he's treated us in the past. Um, and you know he he was consistently inconsistent yesterday, weren't he? For both teams, um, you know I, I, the Hugo yellow card. I'm a, I'm a bit perplexed by. Yeah, uh, again, two I, games in a row for Hugo now. Yeah, I have no idea why that was given. I've not seen a replay of it. It's not on the highlight reel. Um, it, it, I, I don't understand, um, but. You know, it is what it is. He gave us a penalty. 
I mean, he had no choice. No. <laughs> I mean, he had absolutely no choice. Um, but yeah, he's he's he is bad. He is bad. But let's not get um, for me. Let's not get bogged down in it. We know we know what we know what we to expect, and we got what we expected. So well, we didn't to be fair because we didn't get a red card. But other than that, true. Uh, Jay Boy says the QPR player volleying the ball out and still getting the throw. That was the yeah. um, probably one of the strangest things of the entire season. You can tell it's a bad decision when initially the entire stadium doesn't really react because they just yeah. assume the right decision has been made. And then when everybody realized that the QPR player was picking it up, they were like, what, what is going off? Yeah, and yeah, a shocker. Yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> that was bizarre. I mean, the, 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 to be fair to the QPR lad, he brought the ball down fantastically, controlled it well, knocked it onto his other foot, and then volleyed it out for a throw-in. And and and, and, and yet yeah, managed to win a throw-in. Bizarre. But anyway, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, so the two Wes penalties make the one he wasn't given, a Wes, which were a foul by Dieng. Mm. I haven't seen it back, but mm. my first reaction was, I can't believe it wasn't a penalty. Well... I haven't seen it back either, so I'm not going to criticise the referee for it because because I can't. You don't know he's got one look at it, but he was a damn sight closer to to it than we were. And when the goalkeeper goes that far out, yeah, to to try and claim a ball, and there's a, and there's a coming together, one way or another, it, it it's rarely anything other than a penalty. Wes is not the type of player to throw himself onto the deck that I'm aware of. Anyway, I've not seen that, so. My first thought was it was a blatant penalty. I'm sure people who were in the north stand will um, will tell us one way or the other because um, they were they were a lot closer to it than we were. But like I say, it's not been on the highlight reel. It's not been shown anywhere yet, so uh, I've not seen it back. But yeah, it looked like one. And the Wes one that Wes gave away, I at the time again didn't see. It. I, I was focused on the ball going into the box. He was very quick to give it. Having mm. seen it back, I can understand why he gave it. But I'm not sure I like those given as penalties. As, as a general rule, it was the ball's gone miles. The both players were off the pitch. I, it probably is a penalty, but I don't like that. Really, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Really, my, my only question would be: It's a foul. Definitely, I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced it's a foul. The only thing I'm not convinced by is whether it's actually in the field of play. Um, I don't, yeah, how does that work? I don't. I don't... Well, that, that was going to be my question, and and, uh, and Mike might know the answer to this. It, it appears that it was over, that the actual contact and the challenge was over the line. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It just it just appears that way. I've tried to play it back a few times. Clearly, the referee can't see whether it's in or out, and he's going to make the assumption that it's in. Um, if he does. And he thinks it's in on in the in the area rather than off the pitch. It's a penalty all day long for yeah. me. Um, so he got that probably got that decision right, assuming that they were still in play. I don't know. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we have Kev with us. How are you doing, Kev? Very good, mate. A bit tired, a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you, did you win? Or did you just kick him out? Uh, no, we lost tonight. Yeah, but never mind. Uh, can't win them all, mate. Can we? I struggled tonight. I think I, I think I had too much ale yesterday celebrating. Kev, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just give us your sum up of yesterday. We'll I'll talk about the specifics in a minute, but just a, good, a very, very good performance, a, a poor QPR. How did you see it just in general? 
I think a very good, very good performance. I didn't think they were too bad, to be fair. I thought first half, we, we, we had the better start. Um, there were a 20 minute spell in first half, and we, they, they, were, they were camped in our half. I, I think they looked mm. all right. Um, that second goal, obviously, came at a very good time. Um, and then the killer at the end, but I don't think they were too bad. I thought I thought we were cynical. We, we looked we looked organised. Um, very good all round. Very good. Uh, I think 99% of them fans who came away from, well, obviously home fans, came away yesterday really buoyant and actually believing that we have a real chance of staying up this year. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mike comes back on the penalty issue. Two teasers, two still more penalties. If you bring a player down needlessly, as Harding did, then you pay the price. He says it was a great decision. No problem about it, as I said. Uh, he says the contact was made in play. That's well, why it it, then it's a penalty. You can't argue with it. Um, Wes, has, Wes has gone in too late. That's it, isn't it? It is what it is. Yeah. It's a shame because I thought Wes had a, had a pretty good game. I thought it, were, it was back to the old Wes Harding, really. It was, it was, other than that moment, I mean, it was really good going forward. It was solid defensively. More of that, please, Wes. Have you been on Twitter today? <laughs> I saw him. I, I thought he was great. I thought he was all right. No issues with him whatsoever. It made it made a mistake with a penalty, no doubt about it. You know, other players made mistakes throughout the game, as they do all the time. Um, Wes is the one that some people seem to want to pick on at the moment. Um, yeah. He's been out of touch, um, and he, he appears to be getting back. In, he's t- getting his form back. I have no issue with him whatsoever. I don't. I, I, I genuinely, I don't understand why people do have. I, I, I can't get my head around that. But hey, it's all about opinions in it, football. You know, and and we all disagree at times on things, and that's just how it is, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think he, he seemed to be all right. Yesterday, no issues at all, apart from giving the penalty away. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and if depending on the penalty issue, Kevin is going to get in more and more minutes throughout the season. So it was important for someone like Wes. I feel like minutes were important, and I think he just needed to play himself back into a bit because he has been poor. But I thought, you know, like, it seems I thought it was okay the last time he played out, wherever it was, and then. Yesterday, I felt like you were much better again. Yeah, I think it, we, yesterday we saw glimpses of the old Wes Harding who we saw mm. last year and the year before. Um, it looked it looked very composed yesterday, and like, Mike Mick right, the penalty was just unfortunate. Um, he went in a bit too late, but um, what Matty Matty Goodwin, who does the iPolarcom, he's been playing football now, mm. and he he was full of praise for Wes. Um, and what what Mick's referring to on Twitter earlier, really, I couldn't believe, I can't believe how many people were calling for Kioso to be starting. Against Birmingham, ahead of Wes Harding mm. after that game, it's unbelievable. Mm. No, nothing against Chaos. I think I think he probably you know he, he deserves a running squad if he's fully fit. I'm not sure if he's fully fit, but you can't you, you can't talk about replacing Wes Harding after that. Surely, mm. I agree completely. I thought Wes were great. I thought defensively we were, we were great. To be honest with mm. you, um, all of them. But Baylor potentially looks like he maybe maybe done a calf. To himself a calf injury. We, I suspect we'll find out in the next few days how serious that is. Hopefully it's not too serious, but we'll have to wait and see on that because that could cause mm. us problems. Um, back onto a positive Mick, uh, Tarek Fossu. Um, <laughs> again, the old phrase of don't fall in love with a lone player. Well, <laughs> that's two of them now. It's Yelder and Fossu. Um, <laughs> it's just great. When Fossu's on it, he is just another level, really. He's, mm. he's so creative. He's so good on the ball. His way he moves in and out of everything is just something else at times. Mm. Um, and we've talked about the the, the, the out ball to Chio for the first goal. But Chio, Foster was just excellent again. 
he's, he is. You're right. He is something else. It is it, it, just it, it's consistency, isn't it? You know, um, the, the 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 previous game, he was kind of a little bit. The Swansea game, he was a bit sort of not really involved, like he was mm. against Sunderland, like he was yesterday. It, it, it appears to be kind of every other game. That might be. That hopefully, he'll prove me wrong. Uh, you know, next Saturday against Birmingham, but um, when he is on it, God, is he on it? Wow. He's uh, he is he is a special player, isn't he? Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's he's, he's everything about him. His vision, his, his ability on the ball. Probably the only slight criticism you could have of him maybe is that he hangs on to it a little bit too long sometimes. Mm. Tries to do a little bit too much, but but players with that sort of ability who who, who like to, you know, who like to dribble with the ball and take players on. Sergi used to do it, you know. Sergi, he'd, he'd take a player on, beat him, and then go back and take him on again. <laughs> you know, and that's <laughs> and and and, yeah. and and Foster was a little bit like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's a hell of a player, and he's far too good for uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, he is, Kevin. I think I think like mixed right consistency is an issue uh, for him, but that's probably why he's playing for Rotherham United and not playing for Brentford in the Premier League. But if you can get some sort of consistency out of him. He's a top-end championship player on his day, for me. Absolutely. And it, it, moving towards has been a good move for him because it's obviously mm. puts him in... It, let, let's be honest, he, he's probably not going to play in Premier League. But Renford is staying up and he's not going to play. So, puts him in the shot window. And, you know, who knows? If we, if we stay up and he is in, he's enjoying himself, he might come back for another season. Mm. Um, but he, he just, he's just got quality. Sometimes it's weird because sometimes it looks like he's not got control of ball and he's a bit, it looks like Bambi on ice. And then all of a sudden he's back mm. on the front of his beat. And, man, it's like, wow. Where's that come from? It's just it's just quality. It's just and he's what he's what we've been missing in middle of the park just to just for that because obviously when we lost by last even though they're totally different players he gives us that bit something different I think. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. it's a bit of creativity we missed for a few yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we mentioned on Fergie, Nick Will says uh, Ferg- thought Ferguson was outstanding as well. Made some superb balls forward. Going into that forward, I said you missed yesterday, Rick. I can't believe he's not been playing in that position all his career because yeah. he really is really good. He's really clever with his forward runs. He's got a brilliant left foot, as we know. Um, I love Fergie. I really like him. <laughs> you can't not, can you? He's another one of these. Yeah, and this is this. I suppose this is one of the. He's one of the players that arcs back to the previous uh, regime, where you know good human beings and all that. He's just. He's another one of those people you can't. You can't dislike, and, and and his ability shines through now. Now he's playing further up the field. Now his defensive responsibilities are are much much less. Um, he's showing he's got that creative side. He could just do with another yard of pace. Uh, but I, I suspect, I'm sorry, Shane, but I think that's probably that's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're reaching an age where that yard of pace is probably not going to arrive. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he's still, you know, he could, he's, he's, because of his, his experience, he can make up for that and uh, and does. So he nearly scored again yesterday, didn't he? So mm. um, a vicious shot that the keeper did well to did well to keep out, to be honest. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, it, 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 was a, it was a kind of a routine save and he should have saved it at his near post, but... It uh, it took some doing, nevertheless. So, yeah, I like him. He's brill, Fergie. Yeah, uh, Sam Henson says so glad he didn't go to Charlton. Yeah, what a fifty grand. <laughs> yeah, I think we all. I think I remember saying on this podcast we were all in agreement that it was a good move all around because he wasn't doing yeah. very well for everybody. 
and then this is what it is now. So yeah, Mick's right. He's, he's such a like you could see when he got that goal of a week how much it meant. Every even Victor Hansen ran from his yeah. own net to jump on his back. That that's how much the, the players love him. So mm. um, yeah, fantastic, love him. Yeah, yeah. I contract it's another one. I contract. So it's interesting to see what happens with him in the summer as well. Um, have you just done that little segment there for Tobias to keep him happy? Because he'll be he'll be absolutely <laughs> smug face all over now, won't he? He will. We all love Fergie, don't we? Um, Chio, Kev, once again, he's he's moving on again. I thought he was brilliant against Swansea. Uh, I thought he was he had such a great impact yesterday. They played a very high line, which I, which I yeah. don't know why you would play high line when you're playing against somebody like Chio and Fosu as well, to be honest with you. But he exploited it. There's games recently he's not necessarily exploited the opportunities they've had. But I thought Chio was back. back he's back in it now, really. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, you're bang on. The, the, the formation, like Gareth Ainsworth, I mean, Robin are living anyway, but he, he should have, as a manager, he should have seen, he should have seen that after 10 minutes that yeah. they were going to get murdered down right on side and he did nothing about it all, all game. So it played, they played into Tio's strengths and um, yeah, he looked dangerous every time he got, I think he was a bit fortunate with the cross with first goal. He miscontrolled it, I think, and mm. kind of bobbled away, but he managed to recover it and put in a beauty cross and Back to his best. Uh, it's good to see. Um, it's one of them where people are still talking. Will he sign? Will he not sign? I, I, I think he's pretty much in shop window. I think he's doing as much as he can. So, and, and you can't blame him for that. As long as, as long as when he puts that shirt on and gives us all on that pitch, whatever happens afterwards, we don't we don't really care about. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. If he goes on to bigger and better, yeah, so be it. As long as you like it, as long as you've given everything. Shelley says, "Chio beat the first man with the cross." That was an achievement in itself. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A few comments. Shelley says also, John Hugel was very, very good. Very much uh, like what we'll be needing. Target man, lead line very well. Hopefully the goal will kick him on. Um, Shelley also says, Cardiff, Wigan and Birmingham are still to, uh, still to play based on what we've seen. Uh, we're going to be, th- uh, there are at least three worse clubs than us, which I think is probably right. Uh, he says the most confident he's been. Which I, don't, I, I probably agree with. Let's move on to some other positions, Mick. Talk about Connor Coventry. Uh, I seen somebody earlier on in the comments from but say it was a, a bit of a complaint, but he's growing on me, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think he was outstanding, but I feel like he's closer to Richie Smallwood than he is to Dan Barlasser. Yeah. He does so much dirty work. Yeah. And I feel like yesterday was the first time I properly noticed that dirty work he's doing. And I, and I think he's getting better with the ball as well. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm starting to starting to grow. He's starting to grow on me a lot. If he had Richie Smallwood's aggression, he would be in West Ham's first team. 
<laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I do, I do, I do like him, and he is growing on me, and he is growing into the team. He does it, like you say, he does the dirty work, uh, the unseen work, I guess, uh, providing that link between uh, the back four and, and and midfield and tidying up as well. He just needs to be for me. A bit stronger in the tackle. I don't know whether... He next couple, didn't he? Yeah, he, he seems to do that most games. And I don't know whether he's had an injury that uh, in the past or, or what, and whether he's a little bit sort of frightened of getting getting injured again or what. But he, he does match the odd one or two. But uh, he, he's growing game by game, definitely. Um, and I think the the the, the setup that, um, that Matt Taylor is trying to play definitely suits... Connor Coventry, so I think there's pl- plenty more to come from him, uh, and I suspect before the end of this season he'll find back at net as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's. I think he scored one goal, one professional goal, so that's a mm. good one. Well, I, I, to be fair, I said that about Richie Smallwood, and he did eventually score a free kick. <laughs> he did eventually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, Sam Hens says Connor Co- uh, is Coventry. Corners Coventrys are coming along, which is difficult to say, Sam. What? In English, Matt. <laughs> Just say that again. Corners Coventrys are coming along. Coventrys Corners. Corner, yeah. Corner Coventrys Corners are coming along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we've, if one of those players, Kev, we see him he signed the day that Barlasa left, he took over his shirt. We all just assumed it's a light for light replacement. We're yeah. thinking about left, right, and centre. Barlasa 2.0. But it's yeah. it's obviously not. I thought I said we mentioned a minute ago. Foster was probably the more creative player that we have maybe brought in to replace Barca's creativity. Yeah. But we, there's players like Coventry. They're so important. They're they're dirty work. So important to teams uh, at, at any level. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's half his problem. He's got number four on his back, and all the fans see number four and think, yeah, ping it across, ping it up, put it on a <laughs> sixpence for him. But he's not that type of player. But I, I completely agree. I think he obviously he's he's been playing. For West Ham, I don't think he's played any games. Obviously, their reserve game, team football, they're totally different to Championship. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll have had time on ball, time to look around. Championship, it's someone straight onto it. It's, it's different for him. And he is, I think he's adapting to it. And in three or four more games, Mick Schreiter might get a goal, but he's, he's getting stronger and stronger. And it, you can see his games coming on. And we do, it's like it's like the Jordan Henderson at Liverpool. Uh, They've the lost for all the years. He, that CDM who just picks, picks things up and mops up at the back and then comes forward with it. He's, he's growing on me, same as you. When he first came, I weren't sure. Hmm. Um, but he's one of them what needs time. He's, he's getting time. And Matt Taylor seems... To, I think there might be some... Maybe there's some clause in there where he's got to play. I'm not sure, because there were a couple of games where he could have took him out. Um, but it's working. So, carry on, hmm. Connor. Absolutely. Uh, Jack McCord says, watch a video earlier of Mark Noble saying, uh, saying he's watching his progress. It's important he gets game time. He's becoming more and more solid each game. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, here comes our standard Victor of Johansson appreciation five minutes uh, Mike the Miller says was Victor's save his best of the season tough to decide isn't it as he's performing at such a consistently high level I spoke to Gab Sutton last week of, of, who was on, obviously one of the EFL Oracle on Twitter and he sort of wanted to know a bit more about Victor and I said it's difficult to pick a weakness at the minute to be honest with you because his shot stopping's amazing his distribution has improved uh, he's not making those silly mistakes. You know, against Bolton last season and Wednesday last season, there were sort of big mistakes he shouldn't have been making. Um, he is at another level, and that save against which uh, which we've mentioned is he's up there as one of his best saves he's made for us. Yeah. Um, such a good player, and he's getting better and better, Mick, which is frightening. Yeah, I, I mean, 
yeah, where's that call? Where's that international calling? Mm. I mean, I I find it very very difficult to believe, given given the the sort of ranking that Sweden are at, at the moment that they've got a better goalkeeper somewhere. Mm. I find that very difficult to believe. Um, he's he is he's 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 not lacking in any department at all. Um, and and you, you couple that with he could have had that armband yesterday for me. Um, I don't care whether he's a goalkeeper or what. You need a leader on the pitch, and and Victor's turning into a leader as well. So he's he's he's, he's, he's got a full house, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know. So that international call has to come. It has to come. Yeah, well, international break coming up. You never know. Yeah. Never know. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, says Victor is the best goalkeeper in the championship. Um, and Will says, I think we must have put a gun to his head to get him to sign a new <laughs> contract. Uh, but possibly one of the best bits of business at sort of the entire season, Kev, getting him on another, another couple of year contract because he, he is heading places for me. Uh, absolutely. And it makes, makes bang on. I, I can't. I was looking the other day at three, I, last week, I was looking at the, the goalkeepers. And apart from Olsen, I'm thinking, there's, there's nobody, no, no names stand out. No. It, it, and it must, I know last week at one of our games, um, Victor, is it? Giorgio, whatever you pronounce it, the common, uh, the common striker. Yeah. He was there watching. I think I think the good friends. Um, so I don't know if we want to scout a mission for for national team. I'm not sure, but it's it's got to be on their radar. They, they can't. They, some of the performances, like the stats, don't lie. Every 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 week mm-hmm. is pretty much in the EFL Championship team at team of the week or team of the season. So it must be. But his all round game is just you just feel safe. You just um, we're very lucky because I actually like Vickers. I think he, he was very yeah. lucky not to start yeah. the season. Um, so what what a position that is to be in with, with them two. Hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mike the Miller, this is a very difficult question to ask, but Mike the Miller says, is Victor becoming one of the, Rod- one of the best keepers Rodham's had? Mick? You've seen a few. <laughs> I'm sure he's got the potential to be there. I mean, who, who would you put above him? I mean, I, I, he can go back to the 70s and the likes of Roy Tunks and what have you, but they weren't, they weren't close to being international level. No. Um, Polly, Bobby Mims. Say again, Bobby Mims. Yeah, um, Ray Mountford. Um, but but it, other than that, he's he's probably better than most of them. To be fair, based on the fact of, of his age for a start, you know he's only going to get better. Hmm. You know, goalkeepers don't peak till they're in, the, in their early thirties. <laughs> The lad's got ten years to go yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I'm sure somebody who's been watching Rotherham as long as me or more or longer than me will 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 perhaps be able to to come up with another name. But I'm struggling at the moment. Mm. You you similar, Kev? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, maybe going back to the Giorgio's watching him. Maybe that's a, a Coventry thing. Maybe there as for Coventry uh, looking, but. I just so if if somebody does come in, like like if that sign a three year deal, so got a couple of years left, we, we've got to talk big bucks, like big, probably our record um, transfer fee times five or times six, even because mm-hmm. he, if he were in anybody else's nets, anybody in top half, he's he talking ten million plus. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he is that good. Mm. Yeah, completely agree. A couple of you mentioned Matt Clark. Who was very good for us, yes, as well. Um, yeah, I still fancy Victor. Um, so let's talk about a dolphin, Mick. 
came back in because of Rathbun's injury. Um, came in and he's just a thorn in the side. He's just a big lump until he gets the ball, and then he's great on the ball. Um, we, we could talk about his turnaround from where where he started the season, but I just love him. I'm going to love him more and more. The celebration when he scored, I enjoyed the shush of the QPR fans, which was odd as well. Yeah, so yeah. something in that. Um, but he's essentially a deputy because Rathbun wasn't there. But what a hell of a deputy! I mean, uh, you, uh, again, he's another player that I don't understand now. Anybody who can't love him, yeah. <laughs> it just it just seems like it, it, I mean, when he's uh, the, the passion that he scored, he showed when he scored was just. I mean, he was just at, and, and after the game as well, it meant a lot to him, a hell of a lot to him. But he has got. He's got some work to do. He's by no means the finished article, but I think he's one of these players that definitely needs the game time. And as game, as the more he plays, the better he becomes, and the more involved he becomes. But he gives you that that proper physical presence in that midfield. And when that ball fell to him, I was up already. As soon as it, as yeah. soon as it fell to his feet, that was going nowhere else other than the back of the net. You know, for me in that position, the way that that that. That move developed. You wouldn't have wanted anybody else there other than a Duffin because you knew exactly where they were going. Um, great finish, good, great, great finish. Just inside the post, outside reach of keeper with some proper power on it. Um, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I really do. Yeah. Whether he's whether he's a regular first team regular at the moment, I don't think he's probably at that level. But I think he can be, mm. um, and he's deceptively quick as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He also gave us, when Hugo went off, Kev, he also gave us an extra bit of physicality in that, in that top end of the pitch because he went up for so many headers like a, like a target man. And he yeah. just he's just such a nuisance for the opposition. He's, he's got, gradually just getting better and better. Yeah, he is deceivingly strong and tall. You know, he don't look it. Weirdly, he's one of the players who look smaller on pitch, but he's not. He's, he's, he's very physical. He can he get stuck in. Mm. I think half his problem where last season, he didn't really get enough. Clearly, what uh, previous manager didn't like him. So, well, not not didn't like him, but didn't fancy it. He was getting 10 minute cameos at end and all. He weren't getting enough game time. And obviously, we were signing him from Sunday League, so that didn't help because he's had no quality experience. <laughs> so he's, he's like Coventry for me. I mean, I, I, I'd eat my worst because I think two months ago I tweeted that he's probably the worst I've ever seen in a Robin shirt. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's just you, Kev. Kev, I'll let you forget that, don't worry. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll not forget it. <laughs> but he, but he's, he's he's really really grown on me, and I think he's well. Currently, he's he's probably one of the first names on team sheet now because he, he just gives us so much extra mm. in that in that middle. Mm. Yeah, I agree. He gives you he gives you two or three different parts of it from yeah. midfield. Yeah, which, which is brilliant. Uh, I think Matt Hill deserves a lot of credit for stick. I think when he when he first came in, I think he t- played him just to sort of find out his squad really because 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 he was there. Um, it, which didn't start very well, as we mentioned. He didn't, he didn't have a great start on Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor's seen something there and stuck with him, mm. and he's reaping his rewards, both of them, to be fair. Um, Kelly, so he says about Kelly, George Kelly uh, winning the ball for the third goal. Can't love that any, man anymore. Talk about these substitutions, Mick. We were 2 1 up. Uh, Matt Taylor must have been the only man in the stadium not feeling the nerves, really, because he decided to chuck a couple of strikers on. <laughs> uh, which turned out to be inspired because Washington and Kelly were key in the goal, and they're just a general nuisance. It just, I really like it because you just you're not worrying about you are obviously worried about your defense because you don't want to concede the goals, but you're mm-hmm. sort of saying right, you're having a go, that's fine. Have it, we'll have a go back, and you, you're just making them think, not allowing them 
to keep their momentum. You're sort of taking their momentum away a little bit by, by making those attacking substitutions. Yeah, it's it's the old faint art situation, isn't it? You know, mm. it, it, it's just we, 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 we've conceded, you know, two nils a dangerous score when you concede one. You know, it, it, the momentum moves to the to the other side and everything else. Uh, and, and all he's done is just take that away from him. But I think he said in an interview previously, you know, we're, we're looking to win games. We're not going to be sitting back on, sitting back and uh, and, and trying to survive. Uh, and I think that's absolutely right. And that proved to be um, proved to be the winner yesterday by doing that, didn't it? So yeah, I think we commented to each other, or I, I remember yesterday when he when he made the substitutions. You know, we've just conceded the goal, and he's he's putting two strikers on. <laughs> What's going on? Not used to it. We're not used to that kind of ambition <laughs> in our club. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jack McCoy says the old manager wouldn't have, would never have made those subs. We'd have made every man behind the ball and probably drawn the game. I suppose that's that's one way to look at it, Kev. But but it did work at times with the previous manager. We've seen the games out. You look back to the Burnley game where Matt Tiller did the similar sort of thing, and it cost us. You know, we, our game management was poor. So it's going to work sometimes. But on Saturday, I think it, it was the right so at the right time against the right team as well. I think he picked the team to do it against against Burnley. Yeah. That might not work. <laughs> no, no, I th- he has done it before as well. He did it. At, um, I think he did it twice. He did it at Swansea. He did it somewhere else as well. He's, he's, he's not scared of doing it. And, I'm all for that, and um, that, that last comment's right. I, I don't think the last manager would have done that. He would have just probably put probably put another goalkeeper on. I don't know, just to, <laughs> just to try and see game out. But you know, attack, the teacher at school attacks best form of defence and, and go for it. And mm. you know, they're, they're the games: QPR at home, um, Cardiff at home. They're, they're they're the defining games of our season. So mm. point is no good. So he's absolutely he's absolutely right doing that, and he's brave. Um, could have backfired. If it had brought Kelly Washington and they'd have scored another goal, and who knows, the player been saying that was stupid, should have pressed the defender on. But yeah, I like what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, Matt Lewis has inspired subs from, from Taylor. Apparently, Man United are impressed. They might be needing another manager soon. Uh, <laughs> Chris Tether says it stops QPR players pushing up the pitch, pushing up to the halfway line. Then a midfielder has to drop in as well. So, yes, tactically, yeah, very good. Let's talk about Matt Taylor, Mick. Because there was what three games ago prior to the Sunderland, after the Coventry game, it came in for a lot of criticism. And to be mm. honest, rightly so, because I thought we were very poor on that game. We'd been poor for a couple of games. Um, his record at the time was it was pretty poor, four wins in twenty summer, whatever it was. Mm. But seven points from the next three games, two back to back wins at home. Um, it's it's strange. It's, there's quite a lot of inconsistency. Is that him just learning this level, these players, or? What is it? It's strange, isn't it? Listen, he, he, he is good. He's got to learn the level. He's got to learn the players. You're absolutely right. He's, he's not been a manager very long either, so he's, he's learning his trade as well. You know, so that, that's that's three major, major parts to it before you even start about the looking at the intricacies of, of, of tactics for each individual team that you're playing and everything else. So, um, I, I, I listen. I stand on and say, I, I called him out massively, particularly after that World Cup, uh, the, the, after the World Cup break and the the, the, the poor form that we had then. Um, and, and I questioned, probably on this podcast, but certainly in my own mind, I'm sure I must have questioned it on here whether he was up to the job. Mm. Um, I think he clearly is, uh, but he needs, he still needs some more time to, to. To get this team ticking the way he wants them ticking, we're still not playing 
the way he wants us to play at times. You know, there were periods within that game, the Swansea game and the and the Sunderland game where the, where we looked a little bit all at sea. You looked a little bit lost, but you know it wasn't for the whole game like it was earlier on in the season. So it's it's definitely improving. Um, and, and 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 I mean, any calls for him. And 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 you know if we're going to build Birmingham on Saturday and lose or, or or whatever next time I lose somebody will be calling for his head, won't they? Uh, that just seems to be how, how our social media works nowadays. But he needs some time, and I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. Even if even if we did go down, you you wouldn't surely wouldn't look to get rid of them. I don't think we will now. I don't think that's going to be an issue. But even if you did, is we, we we as Neil Warnock is showing. As um, what's his face at Blackpool is showing, as the lad at Everton, Sean Dyche is showing, these managers, their techniques, their tactics, the way that they play, are it's a dying, they're a dying breed. You need to give managers time. Um, and Mike, I know, has made that comment about Man United and Ten Hag, and they might be looking for another job. No, he won't. No, he won't because he will be given time, and he will. I'm telling you now, he will win the Premier League with Man United. There's no question about it. And but you've got to give him time. And Matt Matt Taylor is another young coach. Needs to be given time. Got the right ideas. He's moving us forward. So, what was question? Yeah, says Matt Taylor took a risk to change things over the World Cup. He sacrificed a few games for the sake of the season. And it's worked. It could have backfired, but it's turned out mm. to be a masterpiece. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it, Kev. I suppose you know, yeah. we, we were poor, but other than since the Blackpool game, we've had maybe a couple, maybe two games <laughs> since the turn of the year, really, which have been which have been poor. Um, and that that will keep you up. I mean, we said how inconsistent this league is. You, not many teams get seven points from three games on a consistent basis. So that that tie perform will, will keep you up easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, that last comment, I think, I think he's right. And it, it did obviously, maybe we did sacrifice a couple of games to see what he can do. But it's proven. Um, it clearly knows. Obviously, I, I know Rob Scott does a lot of work in the background sourcing these players. But you know, if Matt Taylor wants him, he, we, we won't. It won't be told he's got to have him. So he's clearly said, "I don't want this, this, and this." And Scott's gone off and they've done the job, and Douglas, and they've all done it. Um, and I think, I think we'll stay up. And I think Matt Taylor, given another transfer window or two, yeah. we'll see. It will see it get even better. Um, he's clearly got a style of play, like Mick says, totally different to these fossils who are still in the game and getting, getting paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow for it, 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 I weren't a massive uh, start. We had Jury was out, but he's, he's showing, I think he's now showing his true worth and he's well worth investing. In. And Tony Stewart clearly thinks he is, otherwise, he wouldn't have done it last winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan said, I don't think Matt Taylor could have carried up, carried. On playing the old regime, it took some time to settle with the system as as, as paying off basically. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. So just we all we all probably know this, but the Huddersfield have now gone on back to back four 0 defeats. I think it is uh, Blackpool picked where a good point, a good point at home, at home to Burnley, um, and Wigan drew at home to Birmingham. They may may well have earmarked that one, Mick. To be honest, with the home game against a team like Birmingham, were struggling. For Wigan, that may be a missed opportunity. To be honest with that, that's a, that's a chance to get back to the closing pack. They're they're mm. cut adrift those bottom three now, aren't they? They are, yeah. And and that was a perfect result, uh, Wigan Birmingham for us. Absolute perfect yeah. result. Um, so let's not worry about the others. 
ultimately, like we said right at the beginning, before before Kev came on, you know, we we we're in a, we put ourselves in a position now where it matters not what everybody else does; it only matters now what we do. Um, nine or ten points out of eleven games, and it, and that is basically what we're averaging this season—a point a game, roughly, give or take, mm. just over. Just so, over. Um, you know, we're, we we just concentrate on ourselves now. Three more games, three more victories will probably keep us up. And yeah. We've got three winnable games coming up. We have, yeah. So you don't want me to go through the choose the fixtures that affect us then. That's what you're saying. Because <laughs> they don't yeah. matter. No, it's fine. Um, Kev, how close are we? We're 40, sit 40 points, 11 games left. Do you think the traditional 50? Do you think it's a bit less than that? I think it's less. I think it's less than 50. I think last year it was sort of 44 or so it kept them up. Mm. Um, I think I think number two, two and a draw, three definitely we, we're safe. Um, we can get them. The next, I mean, everyone talks on the year, if everyone's saying free shot, free shot, it's about the Birmingham game at weekend. That, it's not a free shot because we're going to go there and try and win, but yeah. the next two home games are much more important because um, they're, they're the games what we could and should win, which probably will see us be safe. Um, and I think there's still a few more twists yet. Um, there's still talk of Reading ended up to points, which could put them really back in. Like, if it's 12, the drop into the bottom three, I think, just. Mm. It's 18, the drop well into bottom three. So, uh, a lot more twists to come. But I, I think personally, seven, seven or nine points will do as well. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, and these games make just finish. You know, the QPR game is a game historically we've struggled with. But those type of teams, those sort of teams that are in a really, really poor run of form, they're going mm. nowhere in the table, really. Uh, Preston is another team coming up in, in, in 10 days' time. Yeah. Although traditionally, we, we've, we've really struggled against them, yeah. against those types of teams. Sunderland, again, a week ago, they, they were obviously a bit better form, but it's really important to win those games. They, they're, they're massive for our season. And yeah, we didn't trip over ourselves. We, we we took took full advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We made them look worse than they actually are, didn't we? To be fair, yesterday on Saturday. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't, there's nothing else I can say, is there? You know, we, we we're getting into that situation now where we are starting to take advantage um, of of the things that we should be taking advantage of. You know, not 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 going to Burnley and and trying to take advantage there. You know, we, we, we're doing it in the right place against the right uh, opposition. So, three games coming up are all winnable. Yeah, they are. You know, we, we could be sat here in two weeks' time. Um, or is it three weeks? Whichever. Two weeks' time. Two weeks. Um, on 49 points. It, it, it's not It's not out of the question, you know. If you'd have, if, if you'd have been, if I'd have said that three weeks ago, yeah, you'd have, you'd have just laughed at me. And, and right as so. Um, so it's picking up and it is improving week from week. So mm. it'd be it'd be, uh, be phenomenal if we could uh, if we could do that. I don't think we will, to be honest. But um, it'd be phenomenal if we did. If we come out with five, six, or seven points from those yep. three games, yeah. we're almost there. That, that yeah, for yeah. me, that's that's basically because we, we're not going to lose the rest of those games. I know that's a tough run in April. We're not going to lose them all, are we? We're going to pick yeah. up some points along the way. Um, yeah, anything Huddersfield, else? Huddersfield's runnings are well. The, the next, I think they play six games in March as well. Five, mm. we'll have four left. They played five, sorry, so they've got four left as opposed to our three. And they are tough games that, that mm-hmm. I can't see Huddersfield picking 
well, they might they might pick odd points up here and there, but they've got a tough thingy. Um, so yeah, they're 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 deep in the doodah. Yeah, yeah, they go. They host Bristol City on Tuesday. Yeah. Bristol City have just lost in a big derby, so they want to get back on the ball. So on, on the day, they're a good team. Yeah. Um, Reading but host the day, the Gash team and all, aren't they? Bristol City, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Reading host Sheffield United, which could be relevant to us, depending on the the Reading's uh, point production, which is massive for Sheffield United. Um, and Wigan go to West Brom, which is an incredibly tough game as well. So, but like I said, it's all it's in our own hands, isn't it? It's very, it really is in our it's own hands. Might, might might be very weird at the end of the season. How, how nice would it be to go to Wigan away, knowing we're safe? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine it. I can't get me head no. that would be a thing. When was the last time we had a meaningless league game? It must be years. Years. There was some. There was some of our fans who, who not experienced that because there is literally every year we've got so it's relegation or promotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Which I want to mention, or we'll show we uh, just going to enjoy the rest of the three point weekend. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. Perfect. Right. If you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube because we're creeping up. Uh, gradually, gradually. So thank you all for who haven't done already, but please subscribe if you haven't. If you are audio really listening, please make sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, and give us a five-star rating. We will be back on Thursday evening to preview the game at St. Andrews uh, on Friday morning for the audio podcast, if you are on there as well. Uh, Kev, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for joining us, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, and Mick, Kev. thank you. No no rants tonight. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to moderate my referee criticism. Hmm. So sooner or later, I'm going to bump into Howard Webb again and he'll punch me if I'm not careful. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. And we'll uh, see you all next time. Up the Millers. Cheers. See you later. are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.